0: The Bradford Exchange presents The Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blast-off. X minus one.
1: Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee
0: Time starring George Burns and Gracie Allen.
2: Richard Diamond, private detective.
1: The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense.
2: It's time once again for another comedy episode of
3: Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape Kraft presents the great gildersleeve yeah. i'm that man matt dillon united states marshal
1: good evening friends of the inner sanctum
0: the jack benny program welcome everyone to episode 59 of the classic radio theater Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the classic radio theater featuring programming from the golden age of radio. This time, we'll hear two Western episodes of Have Gun, Will Travel, starring John Daner. We'll begin after this break. Have Gun, Will Travel followed the adventures of Paladin, A soldier of fortune turned hired gunfighter, played by John Daner. Paladin preferred to settle problems without violence, yet when forced to fight, excelled. He lived at the swanky Carlton Hotel in San Francisco, where he dressed in formal wear, ate gourmet food, attended the opera, and enjoyed the company of beautiful women. When working as a gun for hire, he dressed in all black, used calling cards, and wore a holster decorated by a characteristic chestnut emblem. The night symbol was in reference to his name and his occupation as a champion for hire. One of radio's best-loved westerns, Have Gun, Will Travel, lasted on radio until 1960 and was televised from 1957 through 1963. Time now for the first of two western episodes of Have Gun, Will Travel, starring John Daner. In this first one, Paladin accompanies a couple to Silver City to protect them from attempts on their lives. Here's the wager on Have Gun, Will Travel from July 26, 1959.
4: forced me to wager my life against a thousand dollars now you can wager yours against 30 miles of desert with a companion who hates you and half a canteen of water
1: have gun will travel Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875. The Carlton Hotel. Headquarters of the man called Paladin.
5: Oh, uh, Mr. Paladin, this gentleman, uh, Mr. Morgan look for you.
2: Mr. Morgan, how are you? Hello there. I was looking for you in the lobby, and I asked the boy here where I might find you.
5: Oh, I tell you, Mr. Paladin often take a place of concealment behind Potty Palm with the chessboard. <laughs> yes,
2: I hope I'm not interrupting. No, not at all.
4: You bring two brandies, please, hey boy. Oh, yes, sir. Sit down, Mr. Morgan.
2: Thank you. So, what can I do for you? Well, I'm leaving for Silver City early tomorrow morning with my fiancée. You could see to it that I get there alive. Well, <laughs> uh, there's uh, no need to go into all the details of the background, but the situation, basically, is that uh, my railroad holdings are considerable. A man named Danbury and his syndicate are determined to buy me out, and I don't want to sell. It seems to me that's your privilege. Yes, but Danbury's the kind of man who gets what he wants, one way or another. There have been attempts in my life recently. Mr. Danbury has peculiar business methods. I have narrowly escaped a bullet on three different occasions, Paladin. The latest this morning.
4: Three misses isn't a very good average. Perhaps they're just trying to frighten you into selling.
2: That's what I thought the first two times, but not now. Will you accompany us to Silver City, Mr. Paladin? I'll pay whatever you ask. I'll be ready to leave at (laughs) sunup.
1: Everywhere you go, across the country trip or across the street party, you carry the fun with you when you own a Columbia stereophonic high-fidelity phonograph. There's a marvelous selection of seven new portable models in smart new color combinations at your Columbia phonograph dealer from which you may choose. Each one is a masterpiece of design and beauty. More quality, more features, and more styling have been built into these sturdy portables than ever before. How much fun you'll have enjoying all the wonderful new sound of stereo records. Regular records take on new beauty, too, when played on handsome Columbia portables. You'll be amazed at the big console sound that is reproduced by Columbia portable stereophonic high-fidelity phonographs. You'll thrill to the excitement of Stereo One by Columbia, number one in the wonderful world of sound. And Columbia Portables are economical, too. Prices start as low as $24.95. See them and hear them at your Columbia phonograph dealer.
4: Silver City was a two-day ride through a hot, dry stretch of desert. Morgan drove a buckboard with Stacy Neal, his fiancée, on the seat beside him. I rode alongside, trying to keep out of the dust that boiled up. There wasn't much chance that an attempt would be made on his life out here. Nothing moved. Even the lizards had taken cover from the heat. Morgan! Yeah? Those willows off to the left. We'll stop for water.
3: All right.
6: Oh. Ah. Ah. Can
4: I give you a hand, Miss Neal? Oh,
6: thank you.
2: Oh. That's not much of a spring, <laughs> is it? No,
4: but... It's the last water between here and rough and ready.
6: Rough and ready? There's
4: the next town. (laughs) We'll stay there tonight and go on to Silver City in the morning.
6: Oh, that spring looks good to me.
4: You know, men come to the desert in search of gold.
2: (laughs) Maybe this is the real treasure out here. Water. I think the desert presents a challenge to come out and fight it. I could beat it, I'd wager.
6: Mm, Darling... Aren't you happy there's no one here to call that particular
2: bit?
4: (laughs) I think we'd better get moving. Why, what's the hurry? Look behind. The rider on that far rise.
2: How long has he been there?
4: I noticed him just after we stopped.
2: Suppose he's been following us?
4: Maybe. Chances are he's just another traveler heading for this spring. I don't like it. Well, the town's straight ahead. After the horses are watered, the canteens are filled, you go on. What are you going to do? Double back. Do a little checking. I backtracked for some distance, then stopped by a sandstone bluff to wait for the man riding down the trail toward me. When he drew alongside, he reined in.
7: Something I can do for you?
4: Yeah. Just give me a little information, like uh, who you are, where you're headed. Why?
7: That's a lot of information to give out to a stranger.
4: My name is Paladin.
7: You're still a stranger to me. But I don't mind telling you I'm Howard Gorman.
4: Uh, I've heard of you and your gun. Well, now. Twelve men, isn't it?
7: Yes. Uh-huh. Come to think of it, maybe it's about time I started thinking about adding that lucky 13th. Oh, There's something about nosy people.
4: I got the idea that maybe you were following us.
7: Why'd I want to follow you?
4: I'm not sure. But it's my business to find out.
7: That's fine. I like to know you're tending to your business. But just stay out of mind. There's something about nosy people gets me riled. Yep.
4: Rough and Ready was the only town within a good many miles, and it boasted just one hotel. So I wasn't too surprised to find Gorman in the dining room when we went in to dinner. He was sitting at a corner table, deep in conversation with a well-dressed man.
6: He keeps looking over here.
4: Uh, that's the man who was following us? Yes. Name's Howard Gorman.
6: Oh. He certainly looks as if he knows how to handle those guns he's wearing.
2: He does. He has quite a reputation as a gunner. Well, Danbury hired him. I'm sure of it. Hey, Morgan, do you know the man with him? No, never seen him before.
6: Paladin, he's coming over here.
7: Paladin, stand up.
4: Morgan, take Miss Neal and get out of the way. Well, I hardly... Do as I say. Come on, Stacy. You're making a mistake, Gorman.
7: You go understand stand up?
4: I'd rather finish my dinner.
7: It's finished. <laughs>
4: uh, you shouldn't do that to good food. Well? We'll have it your
7: way. I told you I'd killed 12 men, remember? Well, this is number 13.
8: Winston tastes good, like a cigarette should, because...
3: There's filter blend up front, up front ahead of the filter you get in a Winston cigarette comes from Filter Blend. Filter Blend means fine tobacco, Filter Blend up front. And the flavor you get in a Winston cigarette comes from
8: Filter Blend. Filter Blend is a mighty good reason for you to smoke Winston. Because it means tobacco specially processed for filter smoking. A Winston secret. You get Winston's own pure white modern filter plus the rich, delightful flavor of fine tobacco.
3: There's Filter Blend up front, up front ahead of the filter. And the fun you get in a Winston cigarette comes from Filter Blend and makes Winston taste good like a cigarette should. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should.
4: I'd been forced to kill a man, and I wasn't sure why. It was a fair fight. Gorman drew first. But somehow it didn't make any sense, and I didn't like it. Later I went to the bar and ordered a bottle and a glass.
2: Uh, Paladin.
4: Oh, Morgan.
2: Drink? Oh, no, no thanks. Paladin, I think we should discuss a little business.
6: What are you going to do, dear? Talk him out of his fee to cover your losses? Stacy.
2: Now, uh, Paladin, here is your pay in this envelope. Well,
4: you're very generous, Mr. Morgan, but I haven't finished the job. How's that? Well, our arrangement was for Silver City.
2: Oh, oh! well, it doesn't matter now. It's, uh, it, it's ended. I don't understand. Uh Gorman is dead. Th- th- that is, there's no danger now. Morgan. If it had been Gorman shooting at you back there in San Francisco, he wouldn't have missed. Uh no matter, Paladin. It's it's finished. Come along, Stacy.
6: Not now. Well.
2: <laughs> Very well. Oh, Stacy. Don't bore, Mr. Paladin.
6: You know why I'm not going with him? Because he's hit me for the last time. Hit you? I know how he is when he's been crossed or when things don't go his way. But... Uh... Don't look so shocked, Mr. Paladin. Surely you know there are men like that. He's rotten. Maybe I'm rotten, too. I put up with him because he was rich. But I've had enough Tonight was too much. Tonight? Oh, you still don't understand, do you? I guess not. Do you remember the man sitting at the table with the gunman? Yes. His name is Shawcross. He's Sid Morgan's business partner.
4: Business partner? But Morgan said that he didn't... I know.
6: He said he'd never seen him before. They're two of the same kind, those men sporting gentlemen. It was a bet. A bet? They'd heard of your reputation with a gun. They knew Gorman was good and could be hired to kill, so they set it up for you to shoot it out and made a wager on the outcome. Morgan lost.
4: You mean this was all set up? Yes. I killed a man to provide an evening's entertainment?
6: Yes. They've been doing things like that for years and getting away with it. Oh, it's over, Paladin. You might as well forget it. Forget it? They didn't break any law. There's no way to reach them.
4: There never is. Say, see? Morgan! Come down here. Yes? I was very interested in what Miss Neal had to say. Oh.
2: She told you, huh? <laughs> well, you've no complaint, Paladin. You are well paid. Paid for what, Mr. Morgan? To kill a man for a sideshow? Well, I didn't realize you gunmen drew a fine line. Well, right now, it might be a pleasure to kill. You're wearing a gun.
4: Why don't you draw? I have no reason to draw against you, Paladin. Now you have a reason.
2: I won't draw, Paladin. I won't give you the excuse to shoot me. There's no way, Paladin, unless you choose to commit a real murder.
4: I spent a long night with no sleep and an anger that kept growing. But finally, I had to face the fact that probably the lady was right. It was over, I should forget it. It was early morning when I stopped at a desk on my way out of the hotel.
5: Yeah, guess, sir.
4: Hey, lady, Miss Neal, has she come down yet?
5: Come down. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. All of them, they, they left in a buckboard before dawn, uh, two, three hours ago.
4: What do you mean, all of them?
5: Well, lady, Mr. Morgan, Mr. Shawcross.
4: They all left together?
5: Yeah. Mm, yeah. Lady, poor little thing.
4: Poor little thing? What do you mean?
5: Well, she was crying. I kind of got the notion she'd no cotton to the idea of going alone.
4: Have them bring my horse around. I have some riding to do. Bye.
3: Owners. Have you ever heard a K-side Smooth Seal? Why no? Why no? Is it new? What does it do? Well, this is off the record. Just between us boys, your automatic transmission, does it ever make a noise? You mean a little kind of grinding? Does that little chatter matter? I hear a very weird whir sometimes. It doesn't sound good, boys, but let's be sure. When you're sitting at the light and it goes to green, you put your foot down hard. Have you ever felt a sort of a jerk, a kind of a jar, or heaven help you, a real thud bump? Oh, I've felt uh, it. me too. I've had it, stranger. What do we do? Well, don't buy a horse and don't trade your car. Just get yourself some new k k Smooth Seal. New K-Sight Smooth Seal? New K-Sight Smooth Seal? New K-Sight Smooth Seal? How will that help? Why, it's made to soften those shrunken seals, which are apt to leak when there's power on the wheels. It stops those thud bumps, jerks, and jars that are apt to creep into these modern cars. Why, this K-Sight Smooth Seal in one application can pack them all off on a long vacation, and it's less than $2 at your service station. A little new K-Sight Smooth Seal, boy? Come on. Well, I'll go. And if it doesn't work? You get double your money back. I had no
4: trouble picking up the tracks of the buckboard, but my travel was slow. I wasn't quite sure what I was looking for until I found it. And then I realized I'd had a hunch that was correct. She was lying just off the trail.
9: Um, um,
4: Stacy. Stacy. Here. Here. Here's water for you. Water? Yeah. Now, take it easy. No, not too much now.
6: Good. This... This was his way of getting even for what I told you. Yeah,
4: I realize that.
6: I guess it doesn't matter. I guess I asked for it.
4: Of course it matters. Stacy, you think you can stand up?
6: Yes, I think so. Right,
4: here, let me help you.
6: Oh.
4: Uh, uh. A little wobbly, huh?
6: A little wobbly. Where are we going?
4: I'm going to help you on my horse. Then we're going to find Mr. Morgan and Mr. Shawcross.
6: You'll never be able to catch up with No, not
4: on the trail. But we can cut across the desert and head them off. you feel able to travel?
6: Uh, Let's go.
4: It was a hard ride. When the buckboard came into the turn, where the trail leveled off to border a dry lake, we were waiting. Stacy, stay back.
3: Oh. Hold it! Oh. Oh. Yeah. Paladin, what
4: is this? If I fire again, Morgan, it won't be in the air.
10: Now, don't be hasty,
2: Mr.
4: Powell. Yes, Shawcross, I understand. This gun won a bet for you. Gives you some respect for it, huh? All right, get down. A
2: paladin, whatever it get is. Get down. Stop.
4: Throw your guns on the ground.
2: Now, uh, paladin. Paladin, wait now. You're you're a smart man. And we have money, paladin. We have lots of money. And
4: so I understand.
2: I'm sure you're a reasonable man.
4: Certainly, but I'm also curious. I'm curious as to just how far your money will go in protecting you.
1: Let us go on to Silver City. You just name a price. Silver City? Yes.
4: Yeah, I'll show you a shortcut. Huh? Oh? Silver City is due east, across this dry lake. Thirty miles exactly, about a, about a three-day walk. Well, you better get started.
2: Walk? Are you insane?
4: I told you, I'm curious. You left Stacy to take her chances with the desert with no water. Well,
2: but, Paladin... You're going to
4: have better odds. I'll give you a canteen.
2: This is murder, Paladin. Oh, no,
4: no, no. It's a wager. I made a bet with myself that two men carrying a canteen of water could walk 30 miles across this desert. You
2: can't mean that. Oh, but I do. All right. You're going to force us to do this, Paladin? I am. Very well. In spite of what your intentions might be, we will consider it a challenge. Shawcross? All right. The canteen, Paladin. Here. Thank you. Let's just understand this much, Shawcross. We make it to nightfall before taking any water. Yes. The important thing is not to lose our heads.
4: By all means.
2: One thing, Paladin. You'll pay for this.
4: Suppose you get started.
6: Paladin.
4: Yeah. It is murder. No. That
6: sun will kill them. No,
4: Stacy. They'll destroy themselves. We watched the figures of the men grow small in the distance. Then I tied my horse on behind the buckboard and we started out across the dry lake, driving slowly behind them, keeping them always in sight. Hours passed, and the sun beat down without mercy more hours passed.
6: Their plan didn't seem to work. What's that? Saving the water, have you noticed? You can see them passing the canteen back and forth.
4: Yes. Oh, Stacy. I don't belong here. Where? In the judgment seat. Nah, I'm going after
6: them. I thought you would. Come on. Paladin, Paladin, look!
5: Oh, oh
3: no! hurry! You've got oh.
6: to stop him!
9: Yeah,
4: Morgan, Morgan. He's
2: dead. Yes. Yes, I killed him. Took two swallows of water. He was only supposed to take one. I killed him with this rock.
4: I guess you're not beyond the law this time, Morgan.
2: Two swallows. The agreement was one. Come
4: on.
1: The Bickerson.
11: (laughs) John Bickerson, I can't stand it.
12: What's the matter, Blanche? What's the matter?
11: It's that horrible snoring.
12: Must be that fat guy next door. I'll fix him.
11: Why did you close the window, John? You
12: said the neighbors were snoring. Oh,
11: silly, they're on vacation. And I've been worried they might have car trouble on their trip.
12: She's worried. Before they left, Harry took the car into his GM dealers for guardian maintenance. Right now, they're offering performance service specials just so summer driving will be trouble-free and worry-free.
11: You think Guardian Maintenance is all right, don't you? All
12: right? Why, it's the best kind of service for the best kind of cars, even at 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, good
2: night, Blanche. We recommend
1: a daytime call on your GM dealer for educated service by trained mechanics using special tools and factory-approved parts. If you own a Chevy, Pontiac, Olds, Buick, or Cadillac, get Guardian Maintenance. Have Gun, Will Travel Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe Is produced and directed in Hollywood by Norman McDonnell And stars John Zaner as Paladin With Ben Wright as Hayboy Tonight's story was written by Dennis and Terry Sanders and adapted for radio by Ann Dowd. Featured in the cast were Lawrence Dobkin, Lynn Allen, Barney Phillips, and Vic Perrin. Hugh Douglas speaking. Join us again next week when CBS Radio presents Have Gun, Will Travel.
0: Travel with the Wager, starring John Daner from July 26, 1959. Also in the cast, Ben Wright, Virginia Gregg, Lawrence Dobkin, Barney Phillips, Vic Perrin, and Lynn Allen, with Hugh Douglas announcing, is heard over CBS. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the Master Recordings. I have more than 100,000 original radio episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our Classic Radio Club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding Classic Radio shows sent directly to you each month, along with detailed liner notes and photos of the radio stars. You'll receive your first 10 Classic Radio episodes for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. I'll have another Western episode of Have Gun Will Travel after this break. Welcome back to the classic radio theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. This time, Miss Wong has been kidnapped and Paladin is Shanghai while he visits the Barbary Coast. Here's Finn Alley on Have Gun, Will Travel, starring John Daner from August 9th, 1959.
4: Someday the city will blow up this devil's inferno we call the waterfront. I hope you live long enough to swallow the flames.
1: Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of a man called Paladin.
4: May I warm your coffee, my dear?
11: Yes, thank you. I just love having dinner in your suite, Mr. Paladin.
4: (laughs) I'm glad you do, Linda.
11: Such a cozy arrangement by the fire. I just adore a fireplace. Do all the rooms in the Carlton have a fireplace?
5: Well...
4: uh,
11: Mr. Paladin! oh, Mr. Paladin! Who's that? Mr.
4: Paladin! Uh, Hey, boy, I thought he had the night off. Excuse me.
11: (laughs) Excited, isn't he?
4: All right, hey, boy. I'm coming.
5: Oh, Mr. Paladin, so happy you're here. Afraid you'll be out for evening.
4: What's the trouble, hey, boy?
5: Uh, Pleased to talk to you alone?
4: Oh, Sure. I'll be out in the hall, Linda.
5: So, what's all the excitement? Miss Wong, Missy. You what? I cannot find Miss Wong. Miss Wong is missing? Yes, yes. Would you please to help Mr. Paladin?
4: Now, just a minute, hey boy. Start from the beginning.
5: Well, Miss Wong, uh, hey boy, have big plans for evening. Plans to meet her at seven o'clock at home of Honorable aunt. She's not there. Honorable aunt says she does not come home from work. We wait. Nine o'clock come, Missy Wong not there still. When well, she was here this afternoon, I saw her down the lobby. He saw. Hey he, he boy see her too. When she leave Carlton at five o'clock. Well, did she say she was going home? No. Suffer she delivers package for lady. Then she go home. Ah, uh, did she say where she was going to deliver the package? No, no. She not say. But but uh, Missa Wong very happy to deliver package. She get big tip, two dollar. Uh, she not tell her boy destination or package.
4: Who gave her the package, hey, boy? Was it someone registered here at the hotel?
5: Oh, no, no one I ever see before. A strange woman.
4: What do you mean, strange woman?
5: All the dress in black, long black dress, black overhead like a bonnet.
4: Hey, boy, did she have a red kerchief around her neck?
5: Oh, yes, sir. That's the one. You see her, too?
4: No. No, I didn't see her, but there's only one strange woman in San Francisco who fits that description. Mammy Kane.
5: Mammy Kane?
4: Hey, boy. Pretty young Chinese girls who deliver packages for Mammy Kane can get into a lot of trouble.
5: Oh, Miss Wong in a lot of trouble?
4: If it was Mammy Kane, I'm afraid so.
5: Oh, oh. Miss um, uh, Paladin can help?
4: I'll try. <clears throat>
1: It's new. It's revolutionary. It's at your Columbia phonograph dealer. Columbia, first with the LP record, first with guaranteed stereo fidelity records, is first again. Stereo One by Columbia, number one in the wonderful world of sound. A new listening experience in stereophonic high-fidelity sound that makes all your records, stereo or regular, sound better. Just wait till you see the great selection of Columbia Stereo One models at your Columbia dealer. Just wait till you hear the great new sound of pleasure, Stereo One. There's a Columbia Stereo One phonograph for every room, for every budget, for every listening need. Columbia portables are priced as low as $24.95. Consoles with many exclusive new Columbia features start at the amazing low price of $129.95, and you can buy on easy terms at your Columbia phonograph dealer. See them all and hear them all today.
4: Mammy Kane, Mystery Woman who in the few short years since the Civil War had gained enormous power through the boarding houses on the waterfront. She knew the private indiscretions of the boarding house masters, and her fortune was made by supplying them with servant girls, usually Chinese. The mystery woman had bought an old mansion on Bush Street. The gaunt eucalyptus trees moaned against the sea breeze from the bay as I walked up the steps to the massive front door. A few moments later I was facing Mammy Kane, dressed in the same black dress she always wore. And even in her own parlor, the matching bonnet was tied around her chin.
11: Do you have a glass of sherry, Paladin?
4: No, thanks. I don't have
11: time. So the great Mr. Paladin has come to visit Mammy Kane, and he doesn't have time for a glass of sherry. What brings the mountain to Mohammed?
4: A Chinese girl, a Miss Wong, who works at the Carlton.
11: What makes you think I know something about a Chinese girl who works at your hotel?
4: The $25 you got for delivering her to one of your clients. Was the package addressed to East Street or Finn Alley, or has your business spread to the Barbary Coast? Mm.
11: I don't know what you're talking about.
4: Look, I'm Paladin, remember? Now, don't you pretend with me.
11: You sure you won't join me in a glass of sherry?
4: I'd say you average four girls a day. That's six or seven hundred dollars a week. It's pretty fair wages for a beggar who came to San Francisco nine years ago with nothing more than the dress on her back.
11: I didn't think it was your nature to insult
4: ladies. Would a hundred dollar gold piece insult you? What for? To tell me where you sent Miss Wong.
11: She must be very important to you to be worth that much. Did I get a prize this afternoon? A hundred dollars, Mammy. I don't want your money, your insults, or the trouble you could cause me. Get out of my house, paladin.
4: What does it take, Mammy?
11: Force? Don't threaten me.
4: No, no, don't threaten the matriarch. Queen of the waterfront scum, peddler of flesh. Shut up! (laughs) Oh... It will take
11: force. Keep away from me. Should
4: I kill you? No.
11: Paladin, no. Tell
4: me, where's Miss Wong?
11: Please. I'd be ruined if I tell you.
4: Would you rather be ruined or dead?
11: All right, all right. Please don't tell him I told you. Where is she? Kelly House in Finn Alley.
4: What will they do with her?
11: Either keep her there as a servant or sell her as a slave. Sometimes they ship them down the coast.
4: Where would she be now, Mammy?
11: Probably still locked in a room upstairs in the sailors' quarters.
4: All right, now, if she isn't there, I'm coming back and put a leash on you, Mammy King. And if you have to sniff through every waterhole from here to Cape Horn, you'll lead me to Miss Wong.
8: Winston tastes good, like a cigarette should, because... There's filter,
3: blend up front. Up front ahead of the filter And the fiber you get in a Winston cigarette Comes from Filter Blend Filter Blend means fine tobacco Filter Blend up front And the flavor you get in a Winston cigarette Comes from Filter Blend
8: Filter Blend is a mighty good reason For you to smoke Winston Because it means tobacco Specially processed for filter smoking A Winston secret you get Winston's own pure white, modern filter, plus the rich, delightful flavor of fine tobacco.
3: There's Filter Blend up front, up front ahead of the filter. And the fun you get in a Winston cigarette comes from Filter Blend and makes Winston taste good like a cigarette should. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should.
4: waterfront was the realm of the devil savored with pitch and tar. Finn Alley was lined with two-story boarding houses. On the top floor, sleeping quarters. On the bottom floor, the dining rooms and the saloons. The saloon keeper was the boarding house master. He offered the arriving sailors rooms, meals and lager beer and when they owed him enough money he sold them to anxious ship captains for a profitable sum. He was a crimp who spent his spare time shanghaiing and dealing in the business of servant girls. The dim street lights along Finn Alley cast long shadows on the cobblestones drenched by the eerie fog. Depraved men from all over the world littered the street. I walked past the German house, Three-Fingered Jacks, the Bucket of Blood, Chicken Jim's Palace, and finally,
12: the Kelly House. Come in, Sonny, and breast the bar. Beer is on the house. No, thanks. No beer. The Kelly House offers the finest lager on the alley. Ain't that so, buckle mate?
9: Oh, Kelly.
4: Say, I want to talk to the boarding house master.
12: Oh, it's me, the owner, standing right in front of you. Michael Kelly, master of the Kelly House. I want to discuss some important business with you, Mr. Kelly. Alone. We're alone, Sonny. Boy, there ain't a sober mate among us. What's your important business?
4: I came to buy a Chinese servant girl.
12: Aha! Uh-huh. A gentleman has come in me midst to buy a servant. Oh, ho, ho, Kelly! And what makes you think old Kelly sells Chinese servant girls? I've got the money.
4: You name the price.
12: You have credentials, identification? No credentials, just money. You think I run an illegal business of selling girls, eh?
4: Well, Mr. Kelly... Is this enough gold to open the door to your illegal business? Hmm. Ah,
12: perhaps Kelly should talk with the gentleman.
4: I want a special Chinese girl, the one who came in this afternoon around 5.30 with a package from Mammy Kane.
12: Ah. Follow me, lad, to Kelly's back room. Take the door over there and turn to the right. Me office is at the end of the hall. I'll meet you there. Right? Oh, well, Gertie, you take over the bar. Keep tab on all the drinks. <laughs> Drink car, Junior Boy! Oh, oh yeah. yeah. yeah,
4: uh, Now, let's see. Yeah.
12: Uh, uh. (laughs) Such a pretty belaying pin. Now, which pocket did you keep the gold in, me bucko?
4: I don't know how long I was out, but when I woke up, I was lying in the bottom of a skiff. I was alone, except for a pudgy, bearded sailor who was rowing us through the dense fog. My hands were tied behind my back, and my feet were roped together. The rocking movement of the small boat didn't help the dull, throbbing pain in my head. So, after considerable effort, I managed to raise up into a sitting position.
13: Oh. Ah. Ah, yeah, so you decided to wake up, huh? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I... where are we going?
13: To that old deep water packet out there.
4: Oh, there. Then what happens?
13: What happens? The captain has a new sailor. A new sailor. You work for Kelly, I work for whoever pays
4: me. How many... How many new sailors have you delivered to the captain tonight?
13: (laughs) You'll have plenty of mates on board. Don't worry about that.
4: Where's it going? What? The ship.
13: Where's it going? Uh, Who knows? It's a packet that carries coal. Who knows? Maybe you go to Puget Sound. That's a lovely trip to Puget Sound.
4: Yeah, yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, I love it.
13: What's your name? Paladin. Um, Paladin, did you, did you ever work on ships before?
4: No, not that I remember.
13: <laughs> you would remember.
4: Yeah, yeah, I guess I would. Say, why have you got my hands and my feet tied up like this,
13: Kelly? ties you up. I untie you when we get to the ship.
4: Yeah. Ropes burning my wrists. What did you say? My wrists. Ropes burning them. Uh, Couldn't you just loosen it up a bit? Uh, no. Oh, what difference would it make? Just loosen it up a little,
13: huh? No, no, no. I I untie you when we get to the ship.
4: Yeah. Burned wrists wouldn't be too good for shoveling coal, would they? Uh, Maybe not. I'm not asking you to untie me. Just loosen the rope,
13: will you? Uh, Come on, please. uh, Well, maybe so. I think you're a good fellow. (laughs) And you've got lots of troubles to come. Yeah. I, I'll loosen it for you, paladin.
4: Oh, thanks.
13: Uh, can, can you turn around? Well, I... Uh, no. <laughs> not with
4: my feet tied up. There's not enough room. Couldn't you just sort of reach around?
13: Reach around? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, good. Yeah, uh, so... Ah, uh, that Kelly ties good knots. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah. Usually I have to cut the ropes, but. Yeah, this one does not seem to be too difficult. Could you move your arm? Here. Yeah, so. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, but that's better. Coming. Anyway. <laughs> ah!
3: Wait. Oh! You cursed black line! Sorry, old mate! <laughs>
4: Thanks for untying my hands.
10: Constipation is something people don't talk about much. But it can be a problem for anyone, even doctors. And when constipation occurs, it's interesting to see just what doctors consider important about a laxative they might use or recommend. Well, a majority of the doctors we heard from had this to say.
1: A laxative should be effective, gentle, as close to natural acting as possible, and a medicine that can be used with complete confidence. Now, x lax
10: has been popular with many doctors and millions of people over the years because pleasant-tasting chocolate x lax is effective. Overnight, it helps you toward your normal regularity. x lax is gentle. Next morning, it gives you the closest thing to natural action. And that's why many doctors and millions of people use X-Lax with complete confidence. X-Lax, the laxative that helps you toward your normal regularity, gently, overnight. Is X-Lax in your medicine cabinet?
4: I took the sailor's knife and cut the rope away from my ankles and rowed back to shore. He was still unconscious when I tied the skiff to the wharf, but he was breathing. And I knew he'd be all right. It was a short walk back to Finn Alley. It must have been after midnight, but the Kelly house was still rolling with the same black-hearted drunks.
12: Oh, come on in, Sonny and breast... Oh, hey, hey. You. Surprise, Mr. Kelly. Uh, you 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 come back, eh, Paladin? Oh,
4: so you found my credentials in my wallet and remembered my name, huh? Well, I'm flattered, Mr. Kelly. Uh,
12: now, Paladin, I, I had to do what I did. Uh, when I found out who you were, I, I was afraid you'd come back and kill me. Now I'm back. I, I'll make everything right with you, and, and, and then you go. Huh? I'll go when you bring the Chinese girl to me. Forget the Chinese girl. it didn't mean nothing but trouble for you. Where is she, Kelly? I don't know. Take me advice, my friend, and forget her.
4: Stop dodging, Kelly. Maybe I should beat it out of you. I owe you a few blows for the one you gave me. Oh, you keep away? Oh, you put that bottle down and come out from behind the bar.
9: Get out of here!
4: Your aim was better in the dark.
3: Over that bar, Kelly!
12: (laughs) (laughs) You want to fight, Kelly, huh? Uh, Why, you...
4: Now, Kelly. Kelly. The Chinese girl, where is she?
12: Listen,
9: Kelly, where is she?
12: Upstairs, in the last room on the left. The key's in my office. Get her, get out of here. And stay away from my place, paladin! I'll stay away unless you come poking around my part of
4: town. (sighs) Someday San Francisco will blow up your waterfront, Kelly. I hope you and Mammy Kane live long enough to see the flames. (laughs) Miss Wong was crouched in the corner of the locked room like a frightened animal. When she realized I was the one who entered the room, tears filled her eyes and ran down her cheeks. It was a quiet trip back to the home of her honorable aunt. Everyone was overjoyed, including, of course, Hayboy. She did not come to work at the Carlton the next day. The following morning, I was just leaving my hotel room when there was a knock at the door. Oh, well, good morning, Miss Wong. What?
9: Good morning,
11: Mr. Paladin.
4: Did you have a restful day off uh, yesterday?
11: Oh, yes, isa. Good. Honorable aunt, so very kind. She served me breakfast in bed, dinner in bed, <laughs> and supper in bed. And
4: how do you feel today?
11: Oh, happy to be back to work after so much food and so much rest.
4: Oh, well, oh. I ah. I hope your appetite returns by this yes, evening.
9: Yes, oh, how so?
4: I've made some special arrangements for you and Hayboy.
9: Hey boy. I'll be
4: leaving town on a business trip late this afternoon, but Boys. you and Hayboy are invited to be my guests for a private dinner here in my room.
11: Oh, with a fireplace? Yes, oh. the fire and everything. Fire. Does Hayboy know this? No, not yet. No, well, maybe you wait. We surprise him. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Now,
4: the chef has promised to fix you a very special dinner.
11: Oh, I wonder what he will prepare for us. Oh. Oh,
4: Filet de bœuf, sauce biennaise. Oh, si. Cutlet d'agneau, sauce soubise.
11: Si.
4: Escalope de veau à la guenoise. Oui, Pomme de terre, maître d'hôtel.
11: Uh, uh, Mr. Paladin? Eh, yes. If you know what the chef will prepare, uh, do not tell me, then Mr. Wong has a surprise. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Uh, I won't tell you. It'll be a surprise. <laughs>
3: Improved K-Site tune-up, the tune-up in a can.
2: Morning, sir. Help you? I hope so.
3: Engine, huh? Hasn't got the pickup of a kitty car. Well, it's misfiring some. Some? Mister, half my plugs are on strike. Improved K-Site tune-up, the tune-up in a can.
2: Yeah, probably your rings are sticking, maybe your valves. Uh, When was that carburetor cleaned? (laughs) Not too recently. Improved K-Site tune-up, the tune-up in a can. <laughs> your car's not in such bad shape, all you need's a tune-up. A tune-up? A $50 tune-up? Now relax, we'll add a can of k tune-up to your gasoline, another can to your oil. That'll clean your whole firing zone. Valves, rings, plugs, carburetor, everything.
3: Mister, you're it on. No, no, you pour
2: it in. Dollar and a quarter a can at most any service station. Results guaranteed or double your money
3: back. Improved K-side tune-up, the tune-up in a can.
1: Have Gun, Will Travel Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe is produced and directed in Hollywood by Frank Paris and stars John Daner as Paladin, with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was specially written for Have Gun, Will Travel by Mr. Paris. Featured in the cast were Virginia Gregg, Joseph Kearns, Waldo Epperson, and Patty Gallagher. This is Hugh Douglas inviting you to join us again next week when CBS Radio presents Have Gun, Will Travel.
0: Gunn will travel with Finn Alley, starring John Daner, from August 9, 1959. Also in the cast, Ben Wright, Virginia Gregg, Joseph Kearns, Patty Gallagher, and Parley Bear, with Hugh Douglas announcing, assert over CBS. Stick around, I'll give you our lineup for episode 60 of the classic radio theater after this break. Next time on episode 60 of the Classic Radio Theater, brought to you by the Bradford Exchange, we'll hear two detective episodes of Dashiell Hammett's The Fat Man, starring Jay Scott Smart, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to tune in to our next show. Thanks for listening.